Hello everyone, so today we're going to have a special episode where I talk about Odin, but also talk about how he inspired me to become more like him. Now I have a couple sources here that will give you a kind of introduction in a way, but I'm going to talk about Odin for a little bit. This is mainly going to be me talking about um, what I was inspired to do, but I think that we uh, can describe Odin a bit and then really get into detail about Odin in a future podcast episode. At any rate, thank you very much for coming to the Spirituality and Magic podcast, and please stick around because uh, it's going to keep on getting more and more interesting for sure. All right, so the first source that I have here is by Diana L. Paxson, and it's just called Odin, Ecstasy, Runes, and Norse Magic. Once again, Diana L. Paxson. The book is Odin. On page 5, we I'll read a brief paragraph, aliases and aspects. The name by which we know Thor's father best is Odin, angelicized as Odin. So the original, the first one is uh, more uh, Odin, and then the angelicized one is just Odin. So uh, I think usually the, the N is kind of a little bit longer in the first pronunciation, if I'm correct, which I'm not great with Old Norse pronunciation, so I do apologize if I'm getting that one wrong. At any rate, in Old English, he is Woden. In German, Woten, or the archaic Wodenaz. The root can be translated as frenzy, voice, poetry, vision, ex- excitation, or mind. As you shall see in chapter 10, these terms derive from a state of mental exaltation that can indeed manifest as either inspiration or berserk fury. To me, the fervor of excitement one feels in the throes of creative achievement of any kind captures the essence of Odin's primary name. So that very much leads into, I'm going to, uh, so I have been inspired by Odin already. Um, with these magical endeavors, I'm going to describe to you in a little bit of detail. Um, I'm going to try to put myself into a state, a very Odinic state of creativity and focus for the endeavor that I will describe. But first, let's go to another source. Once again, this, the title of this book is Odin, but it's Odin meeting the Norse Allfather. The author is Morgan Daimler. So, Odin, Meeting the Norse Allfather by Morgan Daimler, D-A-I-M-L-E-R. So, she, in this book, lists a number of names for Odin. Also, uh, by the way, if you are looking for, a, for a, um, a really good author on Odin that goes into a lot of detail, uh, look up Wayland Skallagrimson in Odin's Way in the Modern World. Wayland Skallagrimson should be able to find it with that amount of information. At any rate, let's look at some of his names. And I might not read them all. I will not read them all. But uh, I'll pick out some. And I will be butchering Norse pronunciation in these names. And I do apologize for that. Uh, my Norse pronunciation is severely lacking. So, Alfodir, uh, father of men from Odin's Nuffen Vafprud Nismal. Alfodur. Allfather from Odin's Nuffen, Gilfagning, Skala Skamparmal, and Grimnismal. 
So these are uh, these are the primary primary sources that she's talking about that uh, that particular name uh, shows up in, and uh, this kind of goes with um, her her style of writing these different names. She tries to include all the sources. Um, so we have uh, Atridir, attacking rider, from Odin's Nuffin, uh, Grimnismal, and Gilfagning. So I'm going to go ahead and stop reading the sources so we can get through some of these in a reasonable amount of time. Uh, Aldun, friend of wealth. Bergi uh, enemy of the wolf. Biflindi, spear shaker. Shield shaker from Odin's Nuffin. Um, so that's it could be either spear shaker or shield shaker, apparently. Uh, Bileger, weak eye. Blinder, blind. Blun, brown. Bolverker, evildoer. Which, he does have a form that uh, when he has to do something really messed up, he can take on that form. And But it's always something that has to be necessary. It's always something necessary for the preservation of the world, even if it's messed up, uh, in my understanding. Um, Dressvarper, spirit sh- shedder. Um, Elodir, always booming. Farmatir, god of trade. Finger, fetcher or catcher. Uh, Fjolnir, many forms. Fjolsvidir, wide wisdom. Fjorgen, earth. Fornolver, ancient olver. Um, gang, gangnerider, gangnerider, something like that. Victory counselor, um, gangler, gangler, traveler. Let's go to another page. I'm skipping over a lot of these. I'm just trying to give you a taste of the many forms of Odin. Uh, let's see. Golnir, yeller. Uh. Hagverker, skillful worker. Har, high. Heavy, or hovi, high one. That's from the Havamal. Definitely look up the Havamal. It's spelled H-A-V-A-M-A-L. And why, while many people do not think it's written by Odin, that it's traced in a different author, but I think it's very Odin-inspired. And there's a lot of sayings in there that really do feel Odinic to me. Um... Hurtetur, battle glad. Hujarandi, screamer. Hulef, flair, lord of rest. Hlefreder, peacebreaker. Uh, Hrodr, wait, Hrodr, it's H R J O D R. Oh, that's so hard to pronounce for uh, English. Anyway, Ripper, um, Hropt, shouter. Hvatamodr, brisk courage or active mind. Let's see. Jolfoder, your father. Jormunner, the mighty one. Ajatlar, Ajatlar, literally kneel. Langabard, long beard. Ofnir, inciter. Njolter, Enjoyer. Olger, 
Hawk. Let's see. Sigfoder, father of victory. Sigdir, victory giver. Senagetal, truth seeker. Oski, wish giver. Svaipal, shapeshifter. Let's see. Let's read a couple more. Un, beloved. Vafordor, wind one. Veker, wakeful. Valfordor, father of the slain. Vidrir, wealth controller. Anyway, from these hints, of course, I did butcher a lot of those names. And sorry, I read so many of them. Uh, probably hard to listen to all of them <laughs> at any rate. Um, he has, and once again, that was Odin, uh, meeting the Norse Allfather by Morgan Daimler. Uh, so, Odin has all these different parts of himself. And those are only, what I read, even in that book, there's only about, I'd say a hundred, something like that. Uh, less than a hundred. Um, maybe more like, maybe more like 60 or something. Anyway, uh, he apparently has, if we track down all the sources, um, just under a thousand names. So he has all these different parts to himself. Do, does it constitute completely different beings as far as like, um, are they separate from him? Do they seek out what their, what their purpose is separate from Odin? Uh, I don't think so. And a lot of people that worship and work with Odin think that he can just take different forms and perform different tasks. Um, so the way he walks, he, he walks through this world and he does what is needed for one, one goal. To stave off Ragnarok, the end of this world, for as long as possible. Granted that most pagans, uh, heathens, and Asatoir, true to the Aesir, people who practice Asatru, um, you know, believe that there is going to be another, another cycle after the Ragnarok for this world right now. And there's going to be another Odin. <laughs> um, you know, Perhaps Baldur will take up the mantle once he is uh, once he comes from the underworld after most of the other gods are gone. But regardless, he has all these different forms. He has all these different things that he does for one overall goal. So now I have one overall mission as well. My mission is to uh, found the voidest people. I do have my book of philosophy, and it's very. Uh, I tried to make it. To where you don't have to believe one particular spiritual idea and you don't have to believe one particular political idea or you don't have to be spiritual at all. You can be atheist and still practice it. But it's, it's basically, it's not my book of spirituality, it's a book of philosophy. Uh, and it is voidisms, uh, a term that I've kind of recoined from some really ancient uses of the word. Some of the, some of the ancient uses of the word actually kind of refer to uh, Buddhism in some of them. But regardless, uh, it is, voidism is technically not a word, <laughs> so I've kind of recoined it. And what is voidism? So voidism is, the, it's based on this, it's based on the understanding that there is a void around what we know and that in order to further ourselves and other people and provide aid to ourselves and other people and enlightenment and wisdom to ourselves and other people and ultimately spread compassion is and make and make this world last for as long as possible is to keep on pressing into that void and getting more and more knowledge accumulating it using it becoming a making it a part of you so you're constantly extending 
your mind's eye into this void around us. And uh, in a very, I don't know, I wouldn't say that there's an end to it. So it's, it's a very in- infinite um, philosophy to follow. It never really ends. There's no ending to being a voidist. And uh, there, are three, there are three main attributes or qualities that a voidist tries to uh, make actuality and tries to keep to, tries to further themselves in. Uh, that is, of course, constancy, courage, and compassion. All these three different, you can call them virtues or ideas. Um, they are they are complementary, and ultimately, they can be practiced in a number of different ways. There's, of course, we know there's a lot of ways to practice compassion. Constancy means that you're constantly constantly practicing and uh, working for um, a betterment of yourself in the world. Constancy is. When a play can be applied to even a security guard, just be remaining vigilant as a security guard or whatever job you have, just being very constant in that and always trying to work towards a, a better situation for yourself in the world. Now, um, now uh, courage, of course, there's a lot of different kinds of courage in the world and it doesn't necessarily just apply to warriors. Uh, but there is this central, also central idea that is, that is basically what composes the flag and the three... Uh, kind of um, cohabiting qualities uh, that feed into each other. But I took the idea of philosophy itself uh, in regard to virtue from the Greeks who believe that virtue is like a many-sided gem. Each side is a part of the gem. Um, it's not separate from it. It just makes up the different faces of this gem. Now, what, I, what the Greeks didn't necessarily believe, what I believe is that at the core of this gym is love, or if you like, if you like to call it compassion. Um, I won't go into my book any further or my philosophy any further because that's not really what we've already kind of gone off the rails here. Because I like to talk, I'm somebody who likes to talk, and uh, I can get carried away very easily. So back to back to the idea that I have a singular mission, like Odin. So I I've taken up this mission, and I've been accomplishing it. Spreading compassion and trying to spread knowledge and trying to be constant with it um, through YouTube, through podcasts, through my friends, through collaborating with people, talking to people, trying to reach out, allowing people to reach out to me. And really, it's been very spiritually or mental health based, based on my experience. My, you know, I'm a spiritual person. Uh, I have spiritual practices and I continue my path of uh, self-enlightenment and self-progress, changing myself in the ways that I feel I can to move forward. Uh, so it may seem strange that uh, I don't go around talking about voidism all the time, but it isn't really, it isn't really something that, um, that I, can, I can show you know, a lot of results for right now. So I don't, uh, I, don't, I don't propagate my compassion through that. I try to do it through spirituality, helping whoever I can and uh, listening to people and uh, getting to know people and just trying to make the biggest impact I can. But I had this overall mission, just like Odin. Now, like Odin, though in a very specific way, because I'm schizophrenic and I'm an extreme introvert who has learned to be an extrovert when I need to be, which is still difficult, but uh, people say I'm pretty sociable. <laughs> um, so I have uh, what I like to term a fragmented personality. I have many different p- 
pieces to my to my identity within. So they're not they're not I don't believe that these different pieces are are actual completely de- separate people. They're li- like Odin, they're pieces of myself uh and they come out in various t- ways and in various intensities. So I was at the graveyard earlier today and I promise this is just going to tie in. I was at the graveyard earlier today. Um and I I basically, and this video will be up on YouTube. Just type in Hunter Salazar and you'll be able to find my channel. It should be up tonight or tomorrow night. Tonight is the, uh, the second, uh, was two slash four slash 2020. So there you go. Um, and, uh, and, uh, that should be up later tonight or tomorrow. Um, February 4th, 2020. I had a brain fart there for a second. At any rate, um, I was at the graveyard and I asked, uh, I basically made a little bit of an offering, a little bit of a purification, very simple stuff. Um, and I made, uh, I made a call to the gods to, uh, for, for grant, to grant me protection. I basically, um, petitioned the various gods to grant me protection. So when I got home, I felt very much inspired thinking about Odin. Odin was one of the gods, um, to, to empower magically the different identities that I have within myself. Um, now these identities, they, uh, in my mental landscape, they, they very much have human forms and very unique qualities, uh, both physically. I mean, they look fairly normal. I mean, they're not like alien, alien looking things. <laughs> they're, they're human beings, but, uh, they all have very, very specific personalities and very specific natures. And I don't need to go into these different identities just yet. I actually kind of went into them a little bit in a, a previous episode, a few episodes back, when I was talking about schizophrenia and what it's like. Um, but all these different, all these different identities have the same mission I do. Just like all of different Odin's different names have the same goal, or they all are working towards a specific goal. Uh, they're all on the same mission. They just uh, basically perform different tasks based on what he needs to do, and then he takes on that identity. And I have been very much inspired today to start thinking about and planning how I can empower my own identities within myself magically. Um, I have a number of things I can do, uh, there is, there are dangers to this. If I, they're already kind of, they're already kind of egregorized, which are things that exist through belief uh, in them. And but I don't want them to be egregorized that are separate from me. I want them to remain parts of myself. And there's also the danger that if somebody gains too much information about any one of these aspects, that they can influence or harm me. Uh, my very mind. So that is the danger. Uh, but when I empower one identity or all the identities with magic, what do I expect to gain? I expect to become, as a whole, more skilled, uh, more confident, more. Once these identities gain, you know, greater abilities and prominence, um, it's it'll be like having a little court in my head and 
with powers and abilities and maybe even I can evoke them through certain spells or rituals that I can uh, devise, I can perhaps empower one identity for a time until I accomplish something and then uh, empower a different one and put that one aside and empower a different one. Or I can all, you always use them all in conjunction and let them just kind of ride around in my head, um, spurring me on towards our mission and inspire me to do this or that. So it's not exactly like Odin, but I feel that this is a very interesting potential that I want to dive into, see if I can do. And uh, whew, there's just no, there's, I, I've, I have a lot of different books. Um, I have books about creating servitors. I, they, they wouldn't necessarily be servitors. I, de- I wouldn't necessarily feed them like a servitor, um, which is a being we br- bring into existence. Sometimes it li- it, you can live in a necklace, you can live in an object, it can live in your head, but it's something that you bring into existence and have a contract with. But it wouldn't be exactly that. They'd still be very much a part of myself in a way a servitor isn't. So I'm just really brainstorming about how I can do this. And But I do feel inspired to empower with magic all of these identities. Make a little endless court in my head. I like the term endless court. I just, I just like using it, so I'm going to use it. <laughs> and become a more powerful individual to accomplish my mission overall to... Uh, help this world remain orderly in a positive light, not a, not orderly in a bad light. As far as controlling, it wouldn't be an order. It wouldn't be a. It wouldn't be a promoting of the kind of order that is everybody has to believe one way or everybody is forced to do this or that. It would be just protecting the people that want and aren't doing anything to others, protecting them, and spreading knowledge and information. Um, Enlighten, the ability to enlighten ourselves needs to be spread. And the powers that, uh, that or the rituals, the spells that can do that, uh, magic needs to be spread as well so that people have it in their ability. Uh, so, you know, that's a big voidist, um, that's a big part of voidism, not just helping people, but freedom of knowledge and a propagation of whatever knowledge somebody wants to have. And in most parts of the world, there is a restriction on knowledge um, so that's, that's a whole nother aspect, but whether it be for furthering my channel to, to help accomplish that mission or furthering this podcast to help accomplish that mission, even though this podcast is very, very young right now, or whether it be me reaching out for more business opportunities to, uh, to accomplish this mission, um, I'd like to have some help from identities that are already a part of myself that, um, could use a little bit of boost in their existence and in their ability and power, granting me the power to help others to greater and greater degrees through the things that I have mentioned. So yeah, really, I just wanted to brainstorm and tell y'all that uh, there's a lot of different things I mentioned here, but (laughs) tell y'all kind of what direction I'm going to be going within the next several weeks. And um, don't be surprised if if uh, I start making videos where I'm doing these kinds of activities, empowering these different parts of my identity, very similar to how I view Odin um, did for himself. And I really do think that Odin inspired me, and uh, it's quite remarkable, and uh, it's a wonderful opportunity. I don't think that I necessarily came up with any of this myself. Um, 
I'm heavily inspired and helped by the gods and spirits that I work with, and I am grateful. Uh, I don't have very, I don't think I have a big ego because I, I'm just so thankful of all the ways that the gods and spirits help me that I try to work with them, promote them, and, and uh, offer to them as well. Um, very much, I have a lot of bhakti in that sense, I suppose. Uh, de- devotion, devotion yoga. At any rate, uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you think this is a great idea, a terrible idea, somewhere in between, feel free to contact me on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash hunter.salazar. Once again, www.facebook.com slash hunter.salazar. Shoot me a message on Messenger, friend me, what have you, and uh, I will uh, try to help you out in whatever way I can. Uh, I cannot provide money, but I can provide little pieces of wisdom and uh, tell you how to use magic or follow particular spiritual paths. Even if you don't use magic at all, perhaps there's a yogic path or a path of meditation I can help you with. At any rate, thank you very much for listening to this, and I hope to talk to all of you in the future.